questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. According to tonight's guest, the Jesuits are gruesome creatures who seek to make everyone in their own image. Physically ugly, odious, and demonic. Their aim is to create a world race of barbaric and subservient animals. Tonight, we'll discuss the book Romantic Depression, how the Jesuits designed, built, and destroyed America. We'll reveal how the nearly 500-year-old Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, have designed, built, and destroyed the United States of America. And using examples from all sectors of society, we'll detail the mechanisms used by the Jesuits to cleverly hide their efforts in plain sight while distracting Americans with endless forms of entertainment. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And if you're new to the Veritas family, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, just click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is William Dean Gardner. He was a scientist for 15 years in marine biology and neurobiology. U.S. Army Airborne Ranger, Overseas Security Specialist, Commercial Photographer, Military Aviation Photographer, and New York Times bestselling ghostwriter and editor of many books. His websites are all linked at VeritasRadio.com. And from somewhere around the world, I'd like to welcome William Dean Garner back to Veritas. Hello, Dean, and welcome back. How are you? Mel, thanks. Hey, I'm doing well. It's been a long time. It's been uh, over six years. So for the people who know you and the ones who don't know you, just give us a little summary of what just happened in the past six years, and then we'll dive into the new great book, Romantic Depression. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, I was in uh, Southern Africa somewhere, and where I, I had planned on going there and uh, just for a couple of months, but I wound up staying two years and had a wonderful time there, learned a lot, especially about how other people in different countries view America and the news that they hear as opposed to what Americans get here in, in, uh, in the U.S. So that, that was that was fascinating. And uh, in the ensuing years, I, I spent a lot of time in, in other countries and just listening to people. I, I just asked them, do you know what's really going on in the world and, and who runs it? And these people, a lot of them, and I say surprisingly, and I say that respectfully, surprisingly knew a lot about what I had studied, the Jesuits. And they articulated it so well that I, I thought, have you read a lot of books about this? And they say, no, they've just been keeping it up or keeping a, abreast of it over a lifetime. But you don't find that in America. And that kind of surprised me. So I... I've written a couple of books, actually several books, and I also took to heart something that some, someone had mentioned years ago. Okay, if you want us to study the Jesuits, then what books can we read? And so I, I rep actually reproduced from scratch about 10 books about the Jesuits, and we can talk about those uh, a little later. And they're on Amazon, along with my others that 
<clears throat> I edited for the 21st century and I just made new interior files, put new covers on them so people could actually understand what the Jesuits, what they are, who they are, how they work in general, and what they're doing here in America today. So in, in a nutshell, that's it. Just lots of traveling, a lot of listening to people and jotting down lots of notes. And I also took my advice that I gave on several different radio shows, yours included, years ago when someone asked, I think you, you did ask too, okay, so what can we do? And live a good, clean life is, is what I've been doing, enjoying it to the max and uh, meeting wonderful people, doing lots of new reading and, and working on personal projects. So again, in a nutshell, that's about it. Well, that's great. That's great because I was wondering what has happened, you know, in the past few years. So let me begin by asking a question that a lot of people always mention, almost jokingly. Do all roads lead to Rome? <laughs> as far as the human aspect of the control in, in America and across the planet, yes, they have. And I used to say, yeah, for the past couple of thousand years, but that's now in question. Because I, I've been studying lately via a friend of mine, Bruce, you know Bruce, about this possible insertion of a thousand or so years in the historical record. So uh, I'm going to be very careful in saying, okay, I say all roads lead to Rome. Yeah, probably for the past 900,000 years. Who knows what, what's, what lies beyond? And when you say what lies beyond, throughout the book, I noticed that you said the Jesuits are the controllers, but the extraterrestrials control the Jesuits. And I want to know, do you have factual information to substantiate that? No, I don't. No, that's hypothesis. And I, I've made a mistake in the past, and I apologize for this, in making it sound like that was just absolute fact. It, it resonates right down to my DNA. And when it does, I know it's fact. However, it's completely irresponsible to report it as such. That's fine. It resonates to many of us, too. I just wanted to see if you had any you know, tangible information that you could share, but that's fine. I, now, I've, I've, I've talked with people anecdotally over the years, and I have a lot of friends whose background and whose main focus of research is ET, the extraterrestrials, either among us or outside of us, off flat planet Earth, which is another great conversation. But I, I, I haven't read anything that I would regard as definitive proof. That's fine. Let me move on. I have some notes that I want to ask you later, but let, let me begin with this one. This Pope, Pope Francis, he's the only Jesuit ever to become Pope. Does this have any relevance, relevance to your research? Well, it's, it's not entirely accurate to say that he's the only Jesuit because all of religious figures are either Jesuits or Jesuit-controlled. So Pope Francis, what's interesting is that, and I'm glad you brought this up, the Jesuits over the past uh, six years or so have come out of the closet. And they're now, because they, they feel that they're probably in the nearing their end game. And so they're now admitting to the world that many of the things that have the ills that have happened in the world were because of them. 
They they actually admit this now, and they ha- it's sort of a way to me a demonic way of rubbing our noses in the facts, and that there's nothing we can do about it. And so by emplacing a Jesuit as Pope, and then again rubbing our faces in it and say, yeah, this guy's a Jesuit, you got to step back and ask, okay, why would they do that? And and who cares about the Jesuits? Because they've never, they haven't come out yet and said, okay, these are Jesuits. This is where we came from. This is what we've done over almost 500 years. And this is how we're relevant today. They haven't done that. It's because they don't care. Just such Jesuit, Jesuitical arrogance. And it kills me. But um, they're finally coming out of the closet and admitting a lot of things that they never had before that were previously unknown that they were secretive about. And this is why why I asked you the question, because it seems to me that they were they have always operated behind the scenes and by installing this Pope in front of everyone. Hey, we've made it to the top. Now it's time for the end game. Now, another question. How does the Pope criticize our president for wanting a wall when the Vatican is surrounded by a wall? Why the hypocrisy? <laughs> well, it's, the Jesuits are, are, are all about hypocrisy. And, and it's really a, a, a funny game that they play. They'll remember if, because I know you read about the Jesuits, they're some of their tenets, black is white is black, uh, up is down, nothing is what it really seems. And with them, they have created this really fascinating, I admire them, really fascinating, I guess I could call it a, a junior high school level play, which has super high production value via Hollywood. And in this play, they, they create lots of tension, lots of drama. They, they, they create these characters that oppose each other, the Democrats and Republicans, um, um, the heterosexuals and gays, um, and, and so forth. And within all of these groups, they, they pick on each other, they put each other down, they castigate each other, and sometimes in such a comical way that you got to wonder, if, if these guys are in charge, why would they even bother pitting one group against the other? And why in such a, a theatrical fashion? Um, that in itself, Mel, is, is really a long-term conversation, and that could, that could take up hours. And again, the hypocrisy. I grew up a Catholic. I was an altar boy for 10 years. So I know the ins and outs, and thankfully nothing happened to me. Unfortunately, that happens to a lot of other people. Uh, yeah. But I have to say, when it comes to the commandments, for example, love others as you love thyself, but then you have the Jesuits behind the scenes labeling everyone, pitting everyone against each other. It's almost as if one group is saying one thing and then the other one makes the total opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you have to recall this, and this is very important. The Ten Commandments of the Jesuits. And I remember reading this in a book uh, from 1679, and I have a copy of it. The Memoirs of Mr. James Wadsworth, a Jesuit that recanted. And th- these are fascinating. Just let me read these to you. To seek riches and wealth, to govern the world, to reform the clergy, to still be merry, to drink good wine, to correct texts 
of scriptures to receive all tithes, to make a slave of their ghostly child, to keep their own, and to live on another man's purse. Those are the commandments of the Jesuits, the Ten Commandments. That's That, that just blows me away. It's fascinating. On the section titled, How to Subjugate a Population, you say, the Jesuits and their extraterrestrial handlers are adept at infiltrating, breaking, and controlling a population via these simple actions. And I like to dissect each of the following. Demoralizing, destabilizing, orchestrating crisis after crisis, forcing legislation, and normalizing. Can you dissect each one of them, please? Sure, yeah. And, and from the book in general, um, when you demoralize, well, first of all, this these five were attributed to Soviet propaganda, and which is baloney because the, the this this is Jesuit propaganda, and I, I've seen these five steps over over hundreds of years or in in various books that date back hundreds of years. I wish I had been alive 500 years ago to see these things firsthand, so I wouldn't have to rely on. Uh, primary source materials. Nonetheless, so demoralizing, destabilizing, orchestrating crises and uh, forcing legislation and then normalizing the population. The first one, demoralizing the public, you you send out depressing news in big media. And we have a huge media out there that is so slick, that is that's such a huge Hollywood production and that people trust and believe because the people like the uh, the Fareed Zakarias, Zakarias and and uh, all these beautiful Fox News and NBC News, ABC News hosts, uh, they're just so believable. You and they speak so well. They never once flood their lines. You you just trust them. Nonetheless, they are inundating American and Americas with. Depressing news. So we get the pressing, depressing news in the mainstream media, <clears throat> and that coming from a trusted source, you got to wonder, okay, I can't get away from this trusted source unless I turn off the TV, but I don't want to do that because I don't want to miss anything. So people just keep getting depressed and depressed despite their wanting to sort of opt out of this. Um, so what else do we have? We have uh, low-income jobs. There's the uh, high unemployment, and I would never trust any statistics from the government. We do have very high unemployment, and we've been – and even though it was called the Great Recession some 10 years ago, it was the Great Depression. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Depression of, of all time. And so we have uh, ever more controlling laws that are much more intrusive year after year to all the citizens – uh, step two, there's destabilizing <clears throat> the population. And again, you're, you're pitting these groups, like I suggested before, the Democrats and Republicans, um, the uh, anti-abortion versus pro-choice and uh, the gun owners and the anti-guns and, and so forth. So you, when you divide a population, you immediately pit them against each other. And all you really have to do is put out a few news pieces and attribute them to one, and then the other immediately reacts. And so there's just a fight on your hands, and the result is a destabilization 
of that population, of the culture. And it, it's devastating. And we, we're well into that. Actually, we surpassed that. Number three is orchestrating crisis after crisis. And we have these false flag attacks. And these are God, these are really spectacular attacks. And, and I, I'm not making light of those. When I say spectacular, they are such the wonderful high production value Hollywood productions that are so involved, they cost millions of dollars. They're, they involve hundreds of actors, these crisis actors, and they're, they're so believable. We also have um, these various little wars. We've been in one for, what, the past 17 or so years, a war over in the Middle East. What and, about the entire time as a country? Afghanistan. and I'm sorry, what? What about the entire time history as a country? We've been at war 97 percent of our history. Yes, yeah, and it, and of course, what's the end result? What, what happens when a war is is ended? Because it never really ends. It never really ends. We're, we always seem to be at war. And if you look even deeper, like I said, you've got um, the <clears throat> the various groups that are pitted against each other, and and that happens even more each day. Uh, we also have the global wars, as I mentioned, and um, there was the Great Depression. There was the War on Terror, the 9-11 attacks. Even though those were these false flag attacks from, geez, uh, 17 years already. Um, and then we've got the illegal attacks on, on nations like Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, it's it, And as I wrote in the book, it, it culminates in this forced occupation of those countries and the subjugation of their their people. Uh, number four is forcing a legislation, and th that's probably one of the most important items, because it remove. And it, at the same time, it's hypocritical, and I'll get into that in a moment. It removes basic constitutional rights. Now, I had written about that, but I didn't really get into which constitution we're talking about here, because there were two. U.S. constitutions. One was one, let's see, 1790. It was first written by Jesuits, by the way, in 1787, then ratified in 1790. And that's called by many the organic U.S. Constitution. And then there's another one from 1871. The, and that's with the U.S. Of, or United States of America, Inc. So... That is, behold, we're beholden to the corporation. Nonetheless, we're still being stripped of these rights, constitutional rights, which are actually an illusion. And, uh, you know, even that, Mel, is th that, that could be a two hour conversation. Everything around us is really an illusion, especially, and if you believe my hypothesis about the founding and building of America. Our founding fathers were Jesuits or Jesuit controlled. To me, that's an, an absolute fact. However, to be fair, then uh, I'll call it hypothesis. So these are the folks who allegedly wrote the, uh, our, our constitution. Are, are, are we to believe them? Are we to follow them? Well, almost everyone does. And it's because it's that propaganda has been handed down and, and written and taught in schools and history and civics classes, which don't even exist anymore. So we just believe that and we take it for granted. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.